This episode of the Insurance Coffee House is sponsored by Insurance Search. Insurance Search provides executive recruitment services to insurance companies and brokers in the UK and across the United States. Visit insurance-search.com for more details. The Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get to meet and learn from some of the most successful insurance business leaders from across the world. Hosted by Nick Hoadley, CEO of Insurance Search. Welcome to the Insurance Coffee House Global InsureTech Series. I'm Nick Hoadley, and each week you can join me as I interview leading InsureTech executives from around the world. We will be learning about the different InsureTech technologies and finding out how they can be a benefit to both insurance brokers and carriers when it comes to delivering for your customers. We'll also be learning about the different career opportunities available to insurance leaders within the InsureTech space and what benefits that can give to your career. I hope you enjoy the show. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Nick Morrell, who is the Managing Director at Costero Brokers, based here in London. Nick, welcome to the show. Great to have you join us today. Good morning. Good to be here. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. It's great to have you on the show. I know we've been looking forward to this for quite some time now. Nick, could I start off by asking you to share with our listeners a bit more about your background and your career and that journey that led to you joining Costero? Yes, I've worked in the industry for many decades. I've worked for five broking houses. I used to work for one of the top three global brokers. And I had an opportunity to move four years ago and to head up uh, and do a startup backed by a Californian broking house. Fantastic. Fantastic. And for the listeners there, that's Stefanin Insurance Brokers based out there in California. And we have another podcast this week with John Tallarida from Heffernan, which will be going out live the same time as this show. Nick, I asked John the the same questions as we're in the insurance coffee house. What's your go-to coffee of choice in the morning? My coffee choice actually is incredibly boring. It's just a black Americano. That's my coffee of choice, to be fair, John. So, <laughs> to be fair, okay. Nick. So yeah, not a problem at all. Might have become incredibly boring because I was told a little while ago that not to have milk yeah. because it's like lactose intolerant. You feel better with a black Americano. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I agree. You can have more of them then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good stuff, Nick. So, Nick, first of all, would you mind sharing with our listeners yeah, how you broke into your first C-suite position, your first sort of real big leadership position, and how did you find that transition from a previous role, which may have been more technical or more client-focused? I think for me, it was very much one being given the opportunity to do a startup. So I, I, as I said previously, I worked for one of the top three broking houses. Yeah, and, and, and in a larger broking house, you know, you have you know, all the internal structure systems at your disposal. And it was a case of being given an opportunity via Heffernan, set up a company, switch into, you know, a C-suite role. And I wanted to, wanted to see what it would be like to leave a broker where you have everything available to you to go to somewhere where you're literally, I was the first employee and had to build, you know, everything from the start. So to be honest, it was brutally tough but again you know i got i got a lot of help from senior executives in the industry a lot of veterans from insurers and broking houses 
all helped and guided me. So prior to making that big leap, I did speak to a number of people in the industry and say, you know, do you think this is the right time to be doing this? Do you get help, assistance? You know, some people, I think when you're when you're a large broking house, you get used to how it operates. And I realized if I didn't take that leap, trust in myself, in the knowledge that I had, I, I would literally miss this opportunity. And a huge leap of faith that must have been at that time. I think one of the lessons I've learned is, you know, and I, I think I was probably a little bit more fortunate. You know, I've been in the industry for quite a number of years, mm. so I could afford to take the risk. You know, and, mm. I, and I think it's one of those things when you're doing a startup, there is a certain amount of risk. When you leave a large established broking house, you know, you can feel comfortable in the knowledge the business will roll in because mm. you have a global footprint. But mm. I feel if you want to be, you know build something, challenge yourself, take risk, you want to go into a new environment, then mm. a startup is something which, which you can sort of, one, feel very passionate about. And I think insurance is one of those industries where there are few startups, but if you start talking to friends, other industry sectors, people are taking risk, they are doing startups. And I think I got confidence with build you know, my network of contacts outside of insurance. I even spoke to clients about it that I had very good relationships with who, who have become personal friends, you know, about their industries and how, how people go off and do startups. And it was one of those things where I got, I got such great feedback that actually it made me more excited to do it than think this could be damaging to my career or do I have the ability, do I have the capability because I'm shielded by a big broker and the infrastructure of a big broker. So in fact, the more I talked to people, the more the momentum built that I wanted to get as fast as I possibly could to do it and do the opportunity. And to be honest, I'm still enjoying it. You know, I thank all those people that guided assisted and helped me and a lot of those a lot of those people are inside the industry outside the industry and I think that's what people have to realize you're actually not alone people do want to see people succeed they want to see people build businesses offer people career paths so it may not be for everybody but I think if, if you've if you've got that type of initiative inside you give it a go I think at the moment in our industry there seems to be a shortage of good knowledgeable people so you can actually go and do it and if you don't and if you feel it's not for you you can always revert back a medium larger size broking house but I think I'm that era where you know you went into a job and you stayed there quite a long time I think now people can dip in and out of different size broking houses learn different lines of business and build build a career in maybe working in a broking house switching to an insurer learning knowledge on the underwriting side you know if you've got to work for 40 years who's determining you've got to be an underwriter for 40 years you've got to be a broker for 40 years you know we have to offer people you know interesting career paths i think god if you're working 40 45 years you may want to do work in different sectors work at different broking houses and it should be encouraged you know i want to encourage that when people come to the stero you know i say to them you can look at, you know, yes, you may have a portfolio of business, but do you want to do something else? Do you, you know, mm. do you want us to build a succession planning? So again, I hope that you know, we will see a change and you know, yourself, you get to talk to a lot of people. And I hope you know, when you're bringing those discussions up, where we're hearing and more openness and a flexibility in this industry sector. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think people's careers are more innovating now than probably previously. And I think InsureTech helps with some of that. I'm sure you've seen people move into InsureTech and that probably also gives you the confidence that, you know, moving to a smaller startup and growing something, even actually if it's in the traditional insurance brokerage, that it's very, very achievable. And, you know, there's lots of people who are considering those opportunities at the moment and being very successful. And like you say, you know, if it doesn't end up being right for you, you know, there's still going to be those opportunities. At, at, exactly. At and, I, and I think I think one of the things with a startup, you can, you know, you learn the problems of the past, the issues, mm. the brokers. And as you just said, when you're doing a startup, you can do things differently. You know, you can completely different culture. You can have systems. You know, you can look at the way technology is embedded into your broking house, you know, and you can modernize things because you're, you're doing everything from a startup model so you know it, it's getting outside specialists working on your systems and your data and looking at you know how far our industry's got to you know, you've got to look at smart contracts looking at blockchain it's all all of those things that you know, as a small broker you've got you've got no preconceived restrictions and i can look and our team here as a group of people we can look at how do we solve clients' problems? What technology do we need to embed into our businesses? What technology do those clients have that they want to see in our industry? So again, a startup, you can you literally we've got a blank piece of paper and we just oh, we bolt on, we know what our clients need. Do it, we can do it new. We're, we're not restricted that we've spent millions on a system and it's got to work. You know, there are so many great companies that pulled in you know new technology and that want to guide and help us yeah i think that's one of the one of the things which gives me confidence that there are so many you know resources out there that you don't necessarily have to employ them but you can use them as consultants freelancers and you can contract out so many roles to companies which again are at the forefront of their industry sector you know you, you obviously we watch our costs we watch you know our expenses with them but they understand that there are some new new things going on you know our industry's got ppl look without ppl how we would have coped the last couple of years during covid this industry's adapted to i think well yeah yeah we all we were all kicking and screaming about certain technologies and embedding them into our businesses but thank god you know ppl and other other you know whether it was white space were coming through that we could all click into, which made this industry survive and providing services to our clients, you know, during, a, you know, unprecedented times, I think. Yeah, huge opportunity. And you're right to make your own rules with that blank sheet of paper. Yep. That you have. Nick, what would you say has been the biggest achievement in your leadership career today? I think for, for myself, actually, it's scaling up this business from a startup. As I said, you know, I was employee number one. We now have 32 employees. We'll, be, we'll shortly be 35. I've done two acquisitions to get to that current size. I've, I've also have a number of clients from, you know, my previous global broking houses that have come to me for specialist advice and client handling. So I think I think it's a, it's a mixture of, of, of that. And also being able to recruit, you know, some very talented people, bring in some really good you know, younger members in the industry, mentoring those and bringing them through and giving them career paths, opportunities much faster. I think that's the thing in a startup. You can, f I've seen, you know, we, we have developed 
and fast-tracked people's careers. There's no set career path of a, of a, of a medium, larger broker that you have to follow. We can, you know, we, we don't have a rule book. You know, yes, we have a rule book for regulatory, but when it comes to building a career for people and encouraging people to switch industry sectors or switch lines of business, you know, if somebody is bright, young, showing an attitude, we're as a group here, we mentor. That's the culture that we can build. And it's and it's something which I I really understand and I've seen us, you know, implement, you know, in the last four years, you know, being majorly owned by a Californian broker and the way they operate, you know, I've learned from them. I've integrated, you know, a lot of the great things which you know that company has grown in their culture into London. Some people like it, some people don't. You know, when when I'm interviewing and you you can see people's faces that they want to be in a much more structured environment. And, and I and as I feel, you know, we're here to service clients, to, you know, understand a client, understand the industry. You know, I, I feel this industry needs to walk, talk, look like a client. We can't we can't service client if we don't understand a client. And you know, younger people, people who want to, you know, build careers in 2022 and beyond, they have friends in multiple industries. They're seeing how flexible those industries are. You know, and that's what I want to build at Costero is flexibility, great culture. You can integrate in with your client. You can switch careers. You can go from insurance into that industry sector. Who are, who are we in this business now? Just turn around and go, you've got to be an underwriter for 45 years. You've got to be a broker for 45 years, you know. That you know that flexibility of building networks, helping people. That's you know you build a successful team. You know you build a happy team. You know and everybody and everybody benefits from that. You know whether it's financially or in their career, job satisfaction. You know, I you know I personally found the last two years really tough. You know, you know I'm a people's person. I like going in broking and having lots of meetings, and I've had to change how I operate. So again. I've had to work with and learn from, you know, I've learned from a lot of the team. World, the world's moved on, it's changed. You know, I don't have to come into the office five days a week. I don't have to have meetings five days a week, like this meeting here, you know, listening to podcasts, having Zoom calls, the world of having to travel. Yes, travel, having relationships, having a great network is really important, but it has, it's moved on, it's modernised. Yeah, it certainly has. It sounds like very exciting opportunities there for anyone who's looking to further their career if we take things back a step though nick clearly you've had a really successful career yourself but has there been a time where you've maybe been overlooked for a position or an opportunity didn't quite go your way how, how do you go about dealing with that i, I think i have yes I, I haven't had many which you know i've been very fortunate but there, but there was a time when you know, i'd worked worked in a large broking house two divisions were merged together and you know, I was overlooked for one of those positions, and you know, it it it. I think it made me realise that mm-hmm. sometimes in broking houses, politics come into place, relationships to place, and it do, it doesn't always mean that you know the person with the best knowledge, the experience, will get that role. But it made me realise that you know I needed to make sure my network in the industry was good, that I had a good client base. So that you know, I could continue working there, and then when the opportunity arose, 
to leave that broking house and find you know another good position out in the market. So you know that's one of the other big things which I always say to people is always keep your networking. You know whether it's within the broking house, whether it's within you know the industry, or whether it's outside the industry. You you never know who's going to help you, who's going to guide you, who will put you up for the next career path that you're going to take. So I think it's a case of you learn from your experience and move forward. And and if the situation isn't right where you are, look elsewhere. Yeah, I'm a great believer in move on, seek those new opportunities. Just bring things up to present day, Nick, with the business that you're building out there. What are some of the technology or some of the sort of digital tools or software that you're using there to give your customers the you know the very best service possible? I, I think for us, it's it's a case of you know we obviously look at all all systems. You know, as I said earlier, we're linked into the PPL, we're linked into White Space mm. because of our marine side, our non-marine side. So for us, it's just making sure that you know everything is running efficiently. We look at you know, looking at smart contracts, looking at blockchain, how we keep our data. You know, we want to keep we want to keep up to date with our clients, the different industry sectors, to know that if they're looking for online portals, you know, we we've set those up so that if they want to do, do their self insurance or they want to set up their own certificates, we're linking in with their business model and our business model. So for us, it's a case of we can look at you know how the data process works, how we standardize, how we enable our technology. So for us, it's looking at you know, customers' expectations of service you know, in a changing sort, you know, changing sort of attitude, the way they look at it. So we're looking at that hybrid of self-service and direct contact. So I think clients at the moment, they're looking increasingly, you know, they expect portals, they expect online tools. So for us, they want to streamline you know, how they run their systems, how they interlink with us as a broker. And that's something which, you know, we're constantly doing. You know, we have a number of, you know, lines of business which they can link into us on a direct basis where we have underwriters within Costero on two lines of business. So we've built in those systems that they can actually just go online, get quotes. We have the underwriters in the office, if anything, comes outside of a standardized certificate or proposal form nice and looking forward now i know we've sort of uh, discussed some of them these things already in the podcast and in some of our earlier discussions this morning but what do you see as the major challenges ahead for insurance executives and how should people be adapting to be more successful in this changing climate i think one of the, the, the most crucial things I think is succession planning is critical. And, you know, we are, we're seeing a turnover in this industry. So we need to be recruiting and we need to be looking at a pipeline of talent. A number of people are, are leaving the industry and with, with a lot of knowledge. The industry perhaps didn't recruit at the right time. So I think we're seeing a lot of people leaving. And I think COVID has, has made some quite senior insurance individuals realize they can retire and they can leave they can leave the room and their life isn't as bad as they really think it is and so we need to make sure we're looking at resources and also how we recruit i think this this industry has looked at a lot of you know networks within their own small network whether it's family friend i think this trend will need to stop i think we need to look outside of the industry sectors we need to 
as I, I said earlier, we need to sound, look like our clients, understand our clients, understand their industries. How do we understand risk and help manage them if we're just recruiting from, from within? So for, for myself, it's a case that we want to expand, we want to be different. We don't constantly want to look at the same pool of, you know, there are some phenomenally good people in this industry, but do we want to continually look at that same pool who are, pool who are just washing around? There is, there is a shortage of talent. There's a shortage of younger people, you know, coming into this industry. So we need to show that you can come in here, you know, develop innovative products. You can manage risk in a different way. Your career will be different to my career and how I was taught, how I was mentored. There's just a different model now. So I feel that, you know, we need to work with people, you know, in a different way. So I think it is just building a succession planning for this industry. And I, and I feel that, you know, that will be a challenge for Castera. You know, we want to get the right people who have portfolios of business. And again, there are, there are only, there's a limited resource. So we need to build encourage other people to come into this sector instead of, as I said, looking at the same group or the same, where do you get people from? Oh, this network. You know, I'd, I'd like us to be, you know, we talk about diversity, we talk about being different. And I think we just need to make sure we are doing that. But I think we should appreciate people from other industry sectors making career changes that you don't have to go back to learning all over again. People who've got knowledge can learn pick up very quickly they have experience and those people should be valued when they switch which switch careers and again insurance has to wake up and realize people can switch careers come into this industry you know be given a great career from day one they don't go back to you know the start again and have to rebuild and take salary drops they, they can come over and be fast tracked through and offer something very different i just like that idea it's something which i talk to a number of people about yeah absolutely so succession will be a huge huge challenge over the next decade or so but also i really like what you're saying about the diversity perspective and not just keeping it in tight-knit circles and in people's close-knit networks particularly in the city of london but open it out to other people other industries but make it accessible so you know if we're if we're looking to bring people in from tech businesses or you know, sales related positions pharmaceuticals healthcare any you know financial services yeah make it accessible by not dropping them down to an entry level salary because they've got so many skills like you said they've got so much experience to give and a different perspective which can have a real, real yeah and they, they might and they might sound different look different have a different educational background they, you know, when we look on a lot of you know broker sites or insurer sites you know people seem to look the same people don't have to all look the same they don't all have to come from the same you know pool clients don't look like those people when you open their websites they they will have a very diverse industry sectors different types of educational backgrounds you know countries where they come from insurance may may have to wake up and realize and maybe some of the big broking houses and the medium brokers will have to look at their own websites and feel when a client opens opens it up and you know looks he doesn't he doesn't particularly is not that not that excited by it but that's something which again will happen 
but it's going to take a bit of a going to take a while because yeah, we 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 as a group of you know individuals in an industry should be encouraging that. And hopefully, you know yourselves will be doing that as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Nick brings us nicely on now to the espresso round, where the questions are short, sharp, and <laughs> so yeah, I know that's, you quite, like your... that's quite difficult for me to be short and sharp, but I'm going to try that's, my best. I'm going to. I just right. gonna... we're going to see how we get on. We're going to yeah, see exactly. how we get on. But yeah, I know you like your yeah your black americano like myself. So are you ready for the espresso round? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be quick. Okay, great stuff. The espresso round. What are the characteristics about Costero that makes it such a great business to work at? I think it's the culture because it's a startup. We do things differently. We encourage people to, you know, contribute in a different way. It's about respect, accountability, responsibility that we give people. And it's the startup spirit. Fantastic. And what opportunities do you provide to high performers who really want to progress their career to the next level? So again, we we respect, we give them you know, responsibility. We want them to build their own P and Ls, create programs, create innovative products. The what the one thing about a startup, talking to insurers, a lot of them come to us first with their own internal innovations because a lot of the, you know, the other broking houses don't want to be the people who will want to invest the time. They like tried and tested models. You know, I've been in those broking houses where, God, is it tried and tested? Yeah, okay, we'll go with it. So we're looking at a lot of new things, whether it's you know, blockchain, crypto, shared economy, because obviously we do a lot of stuff in America. Shared economy is like one of the big things at the moment. So for us, it's just empowering people to create their own, their own portfolios. You know, we, we build a, a structure a mentoring one we are we're all help we're here to help as a team so that you can build your own PL. awesome thanks nick nick what are the top three skills or behaviors that you demand when recruiting people into costero i think one of the key ones is accountability for their own career you know we want people to be their own their own person uh, and feel responsible for what they bring and will help that development with those goals uh, and a key one is you know we're, we're very team orientated so we want you know everybody to be you know, very similar in their behavior you know I think what's been going on in the industry hasn't been good in certain sectors so again that's one of the big things we like is a certain type of behavior you know that we are a team we want this culture to be you know a positive environment you know build your career be accountable to yourself respect like people so I think when you have all of that, you build a, a successful broking house and you reflect, you know, what your clients want from you and what what they look for you in a broker. I think that's fantastic. I think it's a breath fresh air, really do. I think obviously a lot of that comes from being able to build your own set of rules within the business, build your own culture as you've started off there. And that's fantastic. Spinning things on the head slightly, what, what do you find is the largest challenge that you face when trying to attract new talent to the business or organisation? Um, I think one of the, the, the toughest things, actually, is meeting talented people who've never considered this se- sector before because mm-hmm. they didn't know about it. You know, when you, when you talk to people about insurance, do they get excited about it? And I and I think there are so many different other industries out there which you know sell them. So you 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 talk earlier about you know tech, insure tech. There's so many there's so many different exciting other businesses which are promoting themselves. I think insurance needs to get out there more. 
promote itself as a innovative new ideas new lines of business and make people aware you you can come into an industry have a good career you know and we are going to be flexible uh, i think covid has made us be flexible you know you don't have to come into an office five days a week you can you can work remotely you know you can have a good career meet colleagues and it's not it's not so rigid as it used to be and as we see you know, I don't want to hop back. You know, we want people to widen their networks when they're recruiting. So for me, it's like, how do, how do we meet these talented people? How do we support their careers for the next two to three years? Or how do we put something together so they can see a career step path? And that's where I think we, we need to come together. Maybe we need to come together a bit more as an industry and promote ourselves instead of looking internally in our, our internal networks. No, I agree. I think we've got to brand ourselves, we've got to market ourselves better to, to outside industry, for sure. The final question in the espresso round, Nick, if there are any insurance executives in the UK, in London at the moment, potentially considering their next opportunity, what would your advice be to them? Oh, I think the key thing, I think, is just challenge yourself, take risks, look at look at new environments, You know, build a portfolio, Build your net, you know, and I and I think you'll find it's a very satisfying environment to work in. You know that you can you can be with like-minded people for flat management structures. I think you know that's what we you know, we encourage. It's it's a it's a it's a great environment, and I think if you if you have the aptitude, then take the leap. You know it's it's one of the, it's one of those things that you know I think people get stuck in ruts, and every now and again it, it it's just talking to your network and finding out their experiences and then taking the leap you know in, into a, into a new working environment especially a startup you know like ourselves it's like i haven't looked back you know it's it's a really interesting one i'm, I'm a very honest person and i you know, i remember sometimes you do make mistakes and you, you should be honest about it i definitely feel it was the right move for myself oh no fantastic i think it's great that you can speak from your own personal experience and I think when you do speak to potential candidates or when you speak to insurance professional considering, you know, coming to join and you can show show them how that's turned out. I think that speaks volumes. And you can hear the passion that you talk about the business and what you're building there as well. Which is fantastic. Nick, we've almost reached the end of our time together today. Like we said, time has certainly flown by. Before we go there, do you have one piece of closing advice for our listeners and how would they go about reaching out or contacting you after the show? Well, obviously, you know, there, there's an internet site. So you know, I'm very happy to talk to anybody. We are, we're looking to build a business in multiple lines. So we, we have no rigid way of operating. It can be you know, any territory, any multi-line. And I think just my, my advice to people is think out of the box, take that leap. You know, if you have that initiative, and, and you want to try something new, you know, this is an industry sector where I think we're going to have flexibility. People can move around different jobs and careers and find people that you feel you have an affinity with and, and work with them, enjoy it and be successful. Absolutely. It just really resonates that taking 
taken a leap of faith as he quite rightly said there's so many opportunities in the market that even if you do decide after a year or two that perhaps that's that that's not the right environment for you there's plenty of opportunity to, to move back or or into other areas they certainly certainly do that nick thank you so much for your time today it's been an absolute pleasure to have you in the insurance coffee house it's been really great to speak to you and also speaking to to john this week as well from heflin it's been really great to have both of you on the show and yeah we look forward to to releasing this very shortly okay thank you no it's been a pleasure to chat through the industry thank you very much thank you nick to all the insurance and insure tech leaders out there wherever you are listening around the world today we thank you for tuning in and i'm sure you would have gained a lot of valuable insights and learning from our guest today if you did enjoy the show please remember to download and subscribe to the pod to receive each one of our episodes directly into your app each week and if you'd like to be a guest on the show I'd like to learn more about the competitive advantage that podcasts can give to your business when attracting talent. Please reach out to us at insurance-search.com or drop us a message on LinkedIn. Until next time, I've been Nick Codley. This has been the Insurance Coffee House Global InsureTech Series. Take care. You've been listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time to hear more insights and inspiring success stories to help you become a better insurance business leader. Available to download or subscribe now.